I like that opening better. Just really gets you in that. All right, everybody, welcome to Low Country Football Focus. This is episode 12. Dang, Moody. Seasons. Seasons flown by. Here we are, second round of the playoffs coming up. Man, this this thing just blew right by you. I mean, if it was if we were waiting on Christmas, it would take forever. Um, a lot of a lot of big games in the first round. A lot of kind of blowouts, but some surprises. Some very big surprises. Yeah, West Ashley shows up. Hanahan rolls. I I think I might have picked against Hanahan in our little pick'em. I, yep. I should have known better. But uh, what was no surprise, let's start off with the green wave. Somerville takes care of River Bluff, 28-3. to Somerville 11-0 and on the season. River Bluff ends their season at 5-6. and Jaden Cummings, 24 for 31, 320 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, a huge game. <clears throat> he proves it every week. Man, he really <laughs> does. He, he has stepped in as a transfer and led that team. And, and I mean, there, there's a lot of – pieces that go into it but Cummings is a huge piece of that offense I mean he makes it go Yannick Smith eight receptions 110 yards two touchdowns Trey Green 61 yards rushing uh, just a, a a team effort by Somerville uh, Somerville's averaging 47 and a half points a game giving up just 19 and a half points a game it, it's that's all yeah and, and you know they're gonna they're on course I mean Barn an upset, you know I'm gonna be pulling for an upset this week because they will play the Berkeley Stags. We're gonna to get to see <laughs> Somerville second time this season at Somerville. It's gonna be a great atmosphere. Second round playoffs. Somerville won that first game, 62 to 27. You know they, I mean the game was never in doubt, but but I was proud of the young Stags that night because they never quit. You know I'd seen over the last two years. Under Coach Brown, I mean, you could just see the kids deflated and, you know, not even actually – I mean, it wasn't the kids. I, you know, I'm not putting it on them. But it, it, it was just uh, – everybody seemed hopeless because they, they knew we didn't have a chance. But but in, under Coach Eric Lodge, man, he has these kids believing. And they, they don't stop fighting. They had a big win this week. We'll talk about that in a second. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be Berkeley and Somerville. It's going to be the 86th, 86th meeting between the Stags and the Green Wave. Green Wave leads the series 60-23 to 23 and three, uh, three ties. I think actually 87th meeting maybe. Wait, hold on. What do you I, have? I, I, there we go. Um, yeah, I got – actually, I've got um, – Somerville leading the series 61, 22, and 3. Okay. And it started, well, <clears throat> started in the 1930s. Yep. Last time Berkeley and Somerville played, Yannick Smith had two passing receiving touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. So they got to find a way to stop Yannick Smith. But uh, they got so many ways they can hurt you, man. Uh, Somerville advances. They are still undefeated, and they are in the second round of the playoffs. Here's what was, I think, one of the bigger surprises – but anybody who really knows West Ashley knows that mm-hmm. they, they had a really good shot at winning this game, and they did. They came in and put it on Goose Creek 30-21. to 21. West Ashley's record goes to 6-5. and five. Goose Creek ends their season at 4-7. and seven. Uh, Just a disappointing season for the Creek. You know, 4-7. and seven, They didn't win region for the first time in, what, four years. 
gave it up to Stratford. You got a young Berkeley Stags team under a good young coach who's upcoming. Oh, yeah. uh, it's going to be a tough region for the next couple of years with Listen, in Region Six Five A. I listened to your broadcast uh, Friday for a little while and realized that uh, you said Eric Lodge is the youngest coach in Berkeley history or the second youngest. Wayne knows that. I'm not sure. I, I think um, Coach Gerald Moody started right around the same time. Mm-hmm. But I think Coach Lodge is the youngest. But I, I'll, I'll verify that this week. Uh, Goose Creek started out this game, went up 14 to nothing in the first quarter. I mean, it just looked like they were going to roll over West Ashley. But, boy, West Ashley in that running game, Coach Donnie Kiefer had them rolling, and they came back. They just kept fighting and kept fighting. And uh, – took care of business uh, they had a safety uh, West Ashley safety Chris Doloff had two interceptions in the first half uh, they held Goose Creek scoreless in that second quarter and they tied it up at 14 and a half and really the 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 difference in the game Jacob Adams had a 25 yard field goal with 217 left and that just kind of iced it for a Wildcat so the Wildcats advance Goose Creek season is over and they're going to go to Carolina Forest Another game. I think West Ashley has a chance to win, but Carolina Forest is red hot right now. Yeah, they are certainly on the on the easy side of the bracket if you if you kind of look at it that way. What well, Carolina Forest started the season one and three, if you remember, but they've won seven games in a row. They just beat St. James forty-two to fourteen in the first round. They lost to Somerville in Somerville's opening game of the season. They took Somerville down to the wire. The Green Wave pulled out 33-26. to 26. But uh, Carolina Forest is a good football team. But West Ashley, uh, they're just going to go up there loose, you know, just just playing ball, no, no big expectations. And I would not be surprised to see West Ashley beat Carolina Forest. But you know, Tim, sometimes when you got nothing to lose, you got everything to gain. That's right. Uh, next up, Ashley Ridge. They went up to Sumter uh, this past week and – well, I thought this was going to be a chance for Ashley Ridge to get an upset over Sumter. At least it was going to be a good game. But, boy, this was all Sumter Gamecocks. 56-13 to over the Swamp Foxes. Swamp Foxes end their season at 8-3. and Sumter improves their record to 8-3. and And now here's going to be an interesting game, uh, Steve. This week, Sumter's going to go to Stratford. Mm-hmm. Stratford won their first-round playoff game. <clears throat> Stratford's record is 5-6. and six. So the region 6-5A champion, uh, Stratford, is still alive. And they had to come back to win that game. Uh, that, that was a back-and-forth battle. But uh, Sumter kind of flexing right there on Ashley Ridge. Uh, they, they, they wore them out 56-13. Yeah, that, that's a – like, hey, don't forget about us. Yeah, another team you better not forget about in 5A playoffs, Fort Dorchester. Uh, they, they could very easily fly under the radar – in Lower State, they get a big win over Sacristy, forty to fourteen. Sacristy's season ends with a three and eight records. Fort Dorchester improves to seven and three. This was close for a little while. Sacristy kind of hung around, but Fort D put them away in the second half. But boy, now Fort D, this is going to be a huge game in five A. Fort D at White Knoll. That's going to be tough. White Knoll was a region, was it four, five A champion? Champion, uh, the same, same region with Lexington and Dutch Fork. White Knoll still undefeated, eleven and zero on the season. But uh, Patriots could go up there, man, and get a big upset. That is quite possible. I was uh, going to look up right quick and see 
you know, if White Knoll was kind of winning a bunch of close games or. No, that, that's a defense. That's a defense that was just giving up like uh, up until last week five points a game. Because remember, I mean, I'd started looking at them because I we were sure Berkeley was going to go to White Knoll in the first round of the playoffs until the Stags had that miraculous comeback over Kane Bay to end the regular season. Oh wow! Yeah, they. Whew. Yeah, that White giving up a whopping sixty-four points all year long. Yeah. Speaking of White Knoll and speaking of Cane Bay, let's let's talk about uh, Cane Bay Cobras. Their season ends with a twenty-eight to nothing loss at White Knoll last week. Just a disappointing end of the season for Cane Bay. You you know those kids, man, to lose like they did at Berkeley the last game of the regular season. They had a home field game wrapped up. All they had to do was run out three minutes at the clock. Stags come back and win. Cane Bay ends up finishing fourth in region, has to go to undefeated White Knoll. So just a disappointing. Uh, Kane Bay lost three of their last four games. The only victory in those last four games was Stahl. I know. That's, that's nothing to build on. Yeah, they lost to Goose Creek, Berkeley, and then White Knoll. So uh, Kane Bay Cobras in their season at 6-5, and five, and White Knoll will host 7-3 and three Fort Dorchester. Huge, huge game in, in – up, up at White Knoll, uh, that's that's going to be probably one of the premier games in the state. Yeah, um, that's, that ought to be an interest one, uh, interesting one to uh, you know when we do our pick them here shortly. <laughs> Steve, the the game we covered at at, uh, at Berkeley High School for WTUA one hundred six point one FM streaming at WTUARadio.com. Berkeley Stags hosted the Conway Tigers. Stags take care of business, man. 44-8 to eight over Conway. It was a game never in doubt. Uh, Conway's not very good. I, I could tell. This this was one of those games where you could really tell that the South Carolina High School League's watered down the playoffs. You know, if you get a, if you have a pulse, you're in the playoffs. Conway did not need to be in the playoffs. No. It, it was – Unfortunately, I guess their conference, they were the second-to-last team, second-to-last place, so – I mean, even teams like River Bluff were better than them, but end up getting a lower seeding just because, you know, they didn't finish in there. They were in a stronger region. Henry Rivers had a, a, another big game, <laughs> threw for a couple touchdowns, ran for a couple touchdowns. Conway's first offensive – I mean, right after Berkeley kicked off, Conway got the ball. First series, Tyler Umflett, the uh, defensive back for Berkeley, got a pick six on Conway's first pass attempt. And that really just set it in motion, and Stags never looked back. McCray Driggers had an 82-yard touchdown reception. I mean, it was like a Sports Center kind of catch. It it hit him in the numbers and bounced back, bounced off, and he had to kind of tip it back to himself. Tip but he's drill. able to bring it in. Uh, Caden Bash had another touchdown reception. Man, he's fun to watch. That kid is well. He's fat. He reminds me watching him play of a of a Steve Smith. Remember how electric he was when he had the football for Carolina Panthers, man. He was so much fun to watch. Caden Bash is a good wide receiver and all these kids are coming back next year. I think McCray Triggers might be a senior, but the rest of them, you know, they're they're going to be a good team in the next couple of years, but you know, it's kind of a good news, bad news situation for the Stags. You know, good good news is you beat the the mess out of Conway, you get a, a big win. Uh, bad news is you, you're going to Somerville second round. You win a trip to the to the Green Wave. Stags are six and five on the season, six and zero oh at home. 
That, that stat just blows my mind. 0-5 on the road. Unfortunately, going off the road at Somerville. But, like I said, the last game, you know, Somerville jumped up to a huge lead. And, and we'd over the last couple of years, we'd seen Berkeley kind of hang their head. And Woodham Stags didn't do it, man. They went out and kept fighting and, you know, put some points on the board. And Well, like I said, I did listen anything to Anything can happen. I did listen to your broadcast, and uh, I did like that one little uh, – catchphrase y'all had going on there with the moody magic that that, that sounded good yeah <clears throat> it was it was a good win for berkeley and a good win for coach eric lodge so congrats to the stags uh looking down to some foray games lucy beckham takes care of business over west florence lucy beckham beats them 37 to 8 improved their record to nine and one west florence ends their season at five and six now next up for Lucy Beckham, it's going to get tough. They're going to um, host the Lancaster Bruins, who just upset a very good Ridgeview team. Now, Lancaster's 2-9, and nine, but if you look at Lancaster's schedule, the first four or five games, it was really ugly. When Once they hit region against some pretty good teams, they, they lost some close games. This could be a dangerous game for Lucy Beckham. Uh, Lancaster, again, they're, you know, they're two and nine. They just upset a number two seed. They're heading to another number two seed. Uh, this could be a trap game for Lucy Beckham. They better be uh, better be on their P's and Q's, watch the tape, and get some good lessons learned this week. And the other 4A team in the low country, James Island, they roll over Wilson 49-6. to James Island is 11-0. and Wilson finishes their season at three and eight, losers of their last five football games. So just a disappointing end of the season for the Wilson Tigers. Uh, scoring average for James Island. I know you have this information too. <laughs> I think they're averaging like 47 or 42 points a game, giving up only five points a game. 42 and five. They'd be giving up 59 total points on the season. Now, Here's where things are going to get very interesting for James Island. We'll see if James Island's for real. They're going to host Hartsville. Yeah. Now, if you know Hartsville, man, they're they're like Dylan, but they're wearing red and black instead of yellow and black. I mean, right. they're 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 big, they're physical, they're a well-coached team, and this is going to be a good football game. Hartsville at James Island. Hartsville started their season four and zero. And then they lost three in a row, but they lost to Irmo, South Florence, and Myrtle Beach. That's a tough, tough. That's uh, a tough sled of three games. And now they've won their last four. So they've got some momentum. And, boy, they'd love to come to James Island and upset a number one seed. This is going to be a huge game. Very huge. Down to 3A, Hanahan continues to roll. They beat Aner 41-16. to I think I picked Aner in this game, didn't I? You did. Golly, what was I thinking? Hey, I think Kevon Rivera might have listened to the broadcast. He might have. He got a little chip on his shoulder. Well, he's, he sure got had a huge game. 264 yards rushing for Kevon Rivera. Five touchdowns. All five touchdowns, I believe, for Kevon. Hanahan approves to 7-4, and four, advances to the second round. Aner finishes their season at 6-5. and five. Uh, They had won uh, three in a row up until that game. So Aner had a little momentum, but Hanahan shuts them down. Kayvon is over 2,000 yards for the season and over 5,000 yards for his career. Just an unbelievable career this young man has had at Hanahan High School. This was just a 21-8 to game at halftime, but Hanahan just really 
put it in Rivera's hands in that second half. And, and well, yeah. I know those Aner defensive backs were hating to see him coming out. <laughs> I know you. I knew you had the stats and everything, but I was reading up on that today um, on the Post and Courier, and it showed a picture of Rivera. I'm like, that cat looks like a fourth year college player right yeah. now. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's an beast. unbelievable running back. One of the most prolific running backs I think we've had in the Low Country in a long time. In a long time. Now, got to get much tougher for Hanahan. Much much tougher. They're they're gonna stay at home, but they're gonna face Gilbert, the Gilbert Indians. They were nine and zero to start the season. Lost to Brooklyn Casey to finish second in their region. So they are nine and one or ten and one because they they uh, beat Darlington last week, forty nine to twelve. This is also a Gilbert team that beat five A Lexington in the regular season. Gilbert's a good football team. We're gonna find out what Hanahan's got, and you know Gilbert's watching film and looking at number five Kayvon, oh, yeah. and they're gonna do all they can to stop it. <clears throat> they're definitely gonna try to focus on that because. You know, if you can stop that part, that makes them have to do something else. Philip Simmons gets a big win this week. Uh, you know, they had a very disappointing end to the regular season. They they were undefeated, lost to Hanahan to lose region to the uh, Hawks, but they take care of business over a tough Manning team, forty-eight to twenty-two. Philip Simmons is ten and one on the season. Manning. Uh, lost three of their last four games, and they have finished their season at eight and three. Next up for Phillip Simmons, this is going to be a tough football game for them. They are at Brooklyn Casey. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Casey is nine and two. They beat Hampton County early in the season. That's Hampton County's only loss. And uh, last week they beat Lake City in the first round of the playoffs, forty-two to twenty. So that's going to be another big game. Phillip Simmons, Brooklyn Casey. Mm-hmm. Few more games to pass along. These are kind of mixed up: five A, four A, three A. Uh, Myrtle Beach takes care of May River. May River season is over at four and seven. Myrtle Beach beats them forty to fourteen. The Seahawks improved to nine and two. They're going to go to Irmo next week. Big game there. Myrtle Beach at Irmo. Irmo still undefeated on the season. South Florence takes care of Lugoff Elgin, forty-two to nothing. South Florence still undefeated. They will host Richland Northeast next week. Buford Eagles still holding on, defending state champions. They beat Loris. I believe I might have picked Loris in this game. I think we both picked Loris in that game, and this shows us we should have known better. Yeah, Buford really put it to them. 30-13, to 13, Eagles still alive. They advanced to the second round, but, boy, they got a tough, tough game coming up there yeah. at Crestwood. It's not going to be easy this week. Buford had a 0-2 start of the season, but you know they they went they've went seven and two since then. Uh, they've they've kind of had a decent season. They lost a lot to graduation off that state championship team, but they are still alive in the second round. Uh, North Charleston season ends as we predicted. I think we both predicted it oh, would yeah. at Dillon. Dillon takes care of the Cougars, 42 to eight. Dillon improves to 10 and one, and and again another big game. Camden is going to Dillon. For the second round, Camden is eight and three on the season, and they beat Myrtle Beach early in the season. So it's a very good Camden football team. So that's Dylan, going to be a huge game. But North Charleston season's over. Dylan better uh, look out. I mean, they just you know they they don't have a uh, old Jackie Hayes back there calling the plays anymore. So 
That's a tough place to go play or between oh, that brick wall at it's Dillon. It's another one of those nice stadiums, though. I, I like going there. Just it's, it just, yeah. It's kind of like a historic feel. And, yeah, it just oozes history. You're right. Boy, Woodland had a wild one. They went down to Shiraw and come back with a 34-33 to overtime win to improve to 8-2. and uh, Woodland uh, started out their season 6-0, and <laughs> then they lost two straight. Now they've won – the last two games in a row, but this another big game, second round. Woodland is going to Oceanside. <laughs> this is this is where it gets really tough. So the two A teams from the local area is going to be dwindling down yep. to just one by this by the end of this next week. Uh, Bishop England's season is over. They lost to Hampton County, thirty-three to seven. Hampton County improves to ten and one. Bishop England ends their season at two and eight. And next up for Hampton County is the Andrews Yellow Jackets. Winners of four straight. They're eight and three. And they're looking all right right now. Hampton County better be ready for them. Steven, the game, I know you're still looking your wounds over. Uh, This was a shocker, I think, to a lot of people looking at 2A bracket. King Street goes to Timberland and beats the Wolves 14 to 12. Timberland season is over at four and seven. King Street improves to five and six, and they earn a trip. To Andrew Jackson this week, yeah, um, I, I was kind of had some some uh, personal things going on Friday that kind of took me late into the afternoon. I happened to drive by the stadium just to see what the score was, um, and when I drove by, it was in the middle of the four, first quarter. It was two to nothing. That that safety that was, that, that safety was, was the difference, was the in, the difference in the game. It was a bad snap. Timberland had a bad snap over the head of. Uh, the quarterback, it went out of the end zone, and that safety was – that's yeah. that's what it was. That's it, the difference so, in the game. I mean, this is disappointing. Um, but, hey, I mean, I think me and you were talking about this earlier. King Street might be reaping the benefits of get, getting those extra kids from the Greeleyville it, area. It's a different It's a different King Street team. They've combined with C.E. Murray. They're, they've changed their mascot to the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a big win for them. That's a huge win for King Street because King Street has been so bad for so long. And now a, a win like this can really, you know, breathe some life into that new program they're, they're trying to start over there. Yes, sir. Andrew Jackson was a was 2-3 and three to start the season. They've won six in a row. So they will host King Street, the winners over Timberland. Oceanside Collegiate, no problem with Lee Central, 42 to nothing. And like we said, they're going to host Woodland, both teams, 8-2. and two. Oceanside Woodland, huge, huge game in the Low Country this week. Whale Branch, they started their season at seven and zero, and now they've lost their last two, and they are done for the season. They lose to Lakeview. The Wild Gators defeat Whale Branch thirty-three to twenty-eight, and this is going to be another huge game coming up in the Low Country, a one A game. Lakeview at Johnsonville. Yeah, <laughs> Lakeview. You know, like we, I think we've talked about it a lot over the last several weeks, but Lakeview is always known for being one bad little 118. Yeah, they are. They really are. Cross, our Cross Trojans, 52 to nothing over Hemingway. Cross hey. improves to 10 and 1. Uh, Hemingway ends our season at 1 and 8. Next up for Cross is Allendale Fairfax. Allendale Fairfax is just 5 and 6, but they had a huge first round win over a Heavily favored Latta team. Uh, they <clears throat> defeat Latta 12 to nothing. That uh, was a surprise to me. Latta beat Lakeview earlier this season. Mm-hmm. So just giving you a little, you know. You know. What could happen? 
Cross. Cross has uh, been kind of on cruise control, but I'll be honest with you, they've got six straight shutouts. This this could be one of the tougher games they've had in a while. This could be tough, but that their their defense is obviously showing up. Not saying that you know they don't play some weak competition in their in their, in their region, but they're they're doing what they're supposed to do with the with the weak teams. But they've scored two hundred and seventy seven points and given up zero in the last six games. I think a lot of that is I think Cross is very good, but I also think that's a terrible region that they play. Oh, it's in. terrible. It's it's a little bit of both. Uh, staying in the 1A, Carver's Bay defeats Baptist Hill, ends their season 62-32. to Next up for Carver's Bay, they are at Lamar. Lamar has won seven games in a row after a 1-3 and start, so that's going to be a good football game. Also in 1A, Johnsonville takes care of business with St. John's Islanders, 57 to nothing. St. John's season comes to an end at 3-8. and Johnsonville improves to 7-2. and and like we said earlier, next up for Johnsonville, they'll host Lakeview. That's going to be a big game. There was there was a couple of scores that jumped out to me. I know you probably might have them written down somewhere. But what about that Bluffton score? Did you see that? I don't know if I saw that. I'm, I'm sure I'm, I did, I, but I don't I'm remember trying much to of it. Getting back to it so I can be 100. While you're ready. looking, I'm going to go over a few Skiza scores All real right, quick. I got uh, it. But St. John's Christian defeated Pat, uh, lost to Patrick Henry, 28-21. So our, our friends there in Monk's Corner, St. John's Christian Cavaliers, in their season, uh, Patrick Henry will face Dorchester Academy this week. Dorchester beat Dylan Christian, and boy, Dylan Christian was a big, a really good team in Skiza ball. That's a big win for Dorchester Academy. Porter Goud defeats Ben Lippin 28-23. They will face Lawrence Manning next. And Pinewood Prep defeats First Baptist 49-7. And Pinewood Prep will face Hilton Head Christian next up. Steve, that's all the scores I got. What would you find on Bluffton? All right, so these, these two scores jumped out at me. It was actually for the Bluffton game and the Colleton County game. Okay. Yeah, I saw the Colleton County <laughs> scores, like 85 to nothing. 85 to nothing in that game. But Wow. Bluffton, I mean, you would normally figure if you score 54 points, you're going to win a game. Yeah. But not when you give up 88 points. How did I not That's see that score? That's a basketball score. I mean. Who did they play? I don't remember. Richland Northeast. Holy crap. Richland Northeast beat them 88 to 54. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to know what the offensive stats in that game were. Wow. That was just crazy. All right, Steve. Let's uh let's pick some second round games. All right, we'll go with uh. We'll just go ahead and you know it's not the list isn't near as long as what it was last time. So um, we'll start out with Berkeley and Somerville. Somerville has dominated the series like we well, talked earlier. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who who won the pick'em last week? We tied. Really? We both okay. got nineteen right and five wrong. Okay. Go ahead. All right, Berkeley Somerville. All right, so Berkeley and Somerville. Somerville has dominated the series, 61-22-3. Three ties way back in the day before they started overtime stuff. And this series started back in the 1930s. The winner of this game will face Carolina Forest or West Ashley. Boy, a Carolina Forest-Somerville rematch, possibly it, not something. Yeah. Boy, I'd really like to pick Berkeley here, uh, but but I just think Somerville's too good. I think Berkeley's going to go in and, and maybe make it a little better game, but Somerville's good. Hopefully it's a little bit better than the 60-something points last time. Um, 
but I, I'm gonna agree with you there. I'm gonna go with Somerville in this game. All right, next up. So we got Hartsville at James Island. <laughs> Man, um, I've, I've been to Hartsville many times for playoff games, and and that's a that's a rough ride home after you got your butt kicked by right. the Red Foxes. So Hartsville is playing at James Island, eight and three versus eleven and zero. This will be the first meeting ever between the two teams. That's kind of crazy. Um, the winner will take on the winner of the Myrtle Beach Irmo contest. And James Island will be home in the third round if they win. Hartsville will travel if they win. Well, I, I think this is going to be a, a huge test. I think this is going to be a smash-mouth, punch-in-the-face kind of game. But I like James Island. I think the Trojans are going to get the win. I think it's going to be close. I think this could be James Allen's toughest game of the season. He's even more tougher than the Lucy Beckham game. But I think James Allen wins it. Hey, I'm, I'm going to go with the James Island Islanders. I mean, uh, the James Island Trojans as well. James Island, you know, they have a great defense. So I'm going to stick with them in this, in this contest. All right. What you got next? <clears throat> we got Sumter at Stratford. Sumter holds a small series lead 9-8. The winner takes on the White Knoll Fort Dorchester winner. Boy, I'd love to believe that Stratford would get this win and the Cinderella kind of season they're having would keep going, but I, I just think Sumter's too strong. I think the Gamecocks are going to take care of them. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and lock that in for you. But, you know, I'm feeling nostalgic. I think Stratford played a lot of tough games in the early part of their schedule, and it's, it's starting to pay them dividends. So I'm going with Stratford. I hope you're right. All right. Um, we got Gilbert at Hanahan. Uh, this will be the first meeting between these two teams. Can Kevon Rivera continue to carry Hanahan into the third round? The winner of this matchup will take on Dylan or Camden. Yeah, I'd, I'm, I'm going to say the same thing. I, I really want Hanahan to win, but I think Gilbert's just too good, and I think Gilbert ends the season for Hanahan. I'm I'm gonna agree with you there, Tim. Um, I think this is gonna be a low-scoring game. And you know, plus maybe since I picked against Hanhan last week and they won, you said Kayvon Rivera might have listened to the podcast and that motivated him. I doubt it, but yeah. Hey, <laughs> but I'm gonna go ahead and do it again in the hopes that it does and and they win. But I know Gilbert's gonna do all they can to shut Rivera down and force Hanahan to maybe throw the ball, may, maybe get. You know, try to get Hibben Steele to beat him, who, who's very good possibility. Good, he's a good quarterback. Hey, you never know. Um, I just like I said, I think it's going to be a, 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 you know, with them trying to shut down Rivera, it's going to probably be a real low-scoring game. I'm thinking something like a 21 to 14 or something like that. So we'll see what happens. All right. All right. So Woodland at Oceanside. O- Oceanside has a two and zero all-time series lead. The winner of the game. Will face Marion or Barnwell? Yeah, I, I think Oceanside will. Uh, I think Woodland's going to give them a game, but I think Oceanside wins. I'm going to go on that one as well. Woodland kind of disappointed me near the end of the season. I was thinking they were the bee's knees, but then they kind of got spanked a couple of times. I don't think Oceanside is, is one of those opponents that can just – Run in and push around. Uh, having said that, I don't think Oceanside's as strong as they were the last couple of years. I think they're very beatable, but I think they find a way to win. Yes, sir. All, All right. right. We've got uh, Allendale Fairfax at Cross. 
Cross has never beaten Allendale Fairfax, having lost the only two meetings between the two. With a win, Cross can move on to face the winner of Bamberg Earhart or East Clarendon. Cross, big, over Allendale Fairfax. I'm going to agree with you there. I think Allendale Fairfax might break their little uh, scoreless streak, but it's going to be big, Cross big in, a, in this game. All right, we got Fort Dorchester at White Knoll. This will be the first meeting between the two, and the winner of the game will take on the Stratford Sumter winner. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, Fort Dorchester in the upset on the road. You know, Tim, I was looking at this earlier, and I thought you were going to probably pick White Knoll, but <laughs> I looked up some stuff and. White Knoll's ten and zero record isn't very impressive. They they you know they they come from a weak region. It's you know it's kind of a weak region. They got Lexington. They got Dutch Fork. Well, what I'm getting at though is is Dutch Fork was a little down this year. What I did was I looked at their they were they won all of their conference games by very small margins. Okay, but they were playing a bunch of like two A teams and three A teams in their non non-conference so i'm gonna go with fort d in that one as well all right all right west ashley at carolina forest um this will be the first meeting between the two can west ashley continue their run at carolina forest because this will be a tough matchup berkeley or somerville will await the winner of this this game i would i would love to say west ashley is going to win this game. And I think they're going to go up there and give them a battle, but I think Carolina Forest is on a roll right now, and I think they're going to take care of it. Sorry. Um, I haven't really looked into it, but I'm going to go with Carolina Forest as well. I don't think, you know, because I did see West Ashley play once this year at Timberland. You know, beating up on a two A team ain't like beating up on a big four A team with a with a good streak going. Yep, five A team. I'm sorry, five A. Go ahead. I, I know four. what you meant. I know what you meant. All right, Lancaster at Lucy Beckham. This will be the first meeting between the two, and the winner will face South Florence or Richland Northeast. So one of these is going to get a, a one way ticket to South Florence. Boy, that South Florence Richland Northeast game could be interesting. <laughs> Anyway, that's not low country, so we're not going to worry about that. But, Steve, I tell you what, I'm going to pick Lancaster in an upset over Lucy Beckham. All right, so you picking Lancaster. I'm going I'm going to stay with, with Lucy B. All right. Um, and we got two more. we got Philip Simmons at Brooklyn Casey. Now, this is a tough matchup. Yeah, it really um, is. This will be the first meeting between the two, and the winner will get a shot at Crestwood or Buford. So... Man, ten and one, second and eight, 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 three, a versus nine and two, first and five, three, a. Mm. Yeah, my heart says Philip Simmons, my head says Brooklyn Casey, so I'm going Brooklyn Casey. All right, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stay like a homer, and I'm gonna go with the old Philip Simmons war or uh, uh, is it war horses? Iron horses. Iron horses. Yeah. I don't know why I was, I was thinking Barnwell. All right, last game. Buford at Crestwood. Six and, ver- six and four versus ten and one. Buford won the only previous meeting between these two, putting Crestwood out of the playoffs last year. 
and the winner will take on the Philip Simmons Brooklyn Casey winner. Crestwood has had a big season. They're ten and one. I think their only loss was to Gray Collegiate. And if you know anything about football right. and Gray Collegiate, they're Gray Collegiate's a really, really good football team. Um, I think Crestwood's going to end the defending state champions season Friday night. Yeah, I'm going to Crestwood. I, I think Buford made a good, you know, good uh, run right there at the end to try to save face, but I think it ends here myself. Well, I mean, not a bad season for the Eagles. You know, they're coming off that state championship, you know, and they hit second they round. I mean, it's, they're in a pretty tough region. I mean, Hanahan and Philip Simmons, pretty tough. But we'll see what happens. Let's see what the, uh, you know, we, we're definitely going to have a smaller list next week. Well, did you uh, did you have softball this week? This no, 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 no. We got a we got a Charlotte this coming weekend. Okay, you watch any football? I didn't get a chance to because we were in uh, where were we? We were in Sumter last weekend. Boy, Clemson, Clemson got Clemson got a huge, huge shot in the arm with that one over Notre Dame. Yeah. golly. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I wasn't at a um, I wasn't in a softball tournament, but I went to a, a company picnic and then uh, to a, a friend of mine's 50th birthday party, and so you know the both games were at 12 o'clock and so missed both of them. Yeah, and I watched a little bit of highlights, um, but when I turned and saw that you guys were up by like three touchdowns, I was like, whoa, they must have got a shot in the arm in this one tell you what man Moffa Moffa handled business now, he scared Moffa. the crap out of me when he turned the ball over late in the game but uh, the defense bailed him out Klubnik you know Klubnik hadn't been bad he's just made a few bad decisions he's growing up we're five and four we got a tough game this week with Georgia Tech Georgia Tech's also five and four Georgia Tech beats North has beat North Carolina and Virginia oh yeah Virginia's playing good ball right now then we got North Carolina. Then we got South Carolina. I mean, we could still finish eight and four, go to a bowl game. I think it's highly likely. I mean, I'm I'm not looking at the same. I, I mean, that that, that way that defense is playing, man. They're you know that's that's what I'm telling everybody. Everybody's like asking me, They're like, oh, can y'all beat Clemson? I was like, look, I said, there's one thing that we don't have is defense, and they've got one of those. I said, they'll beat us seven to nothing before they'll you know do anything else. Well, it, it, the the thing is, it's going to be at South Carolina. Now, I think it favors Clemson if it's not a night game. If it's a night game, I think it kind of, it kind of favors South Carolina a little bit. Yeah, South Carolina, that was a gutsy win they had over Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State played a hell of a game. I, saw, I had both the TVs on in here in the man cave. And, you know, if not for Stone Blanton with that big pick six at the end mm-hmm. – I mean, it was lining up perfect for Jacksonville State. The time was just right. They were driving down, down what? Down three, I think, at a time. Oh, 20, right. 31 right. Yeah, 28. 31 28, yeah. I mean, Rich Rod's got, that's a good football team he's got. And I, yeah. I had a, somebody from Carolina say, yeah, we barely won. They're, so, they're mad because they barely beat Jacksonville State. I said, the what Dabo says is, it's so hard to win. You can't – he's not going to – Don't you don't apologize for winning by one point or by 40 points. It was a good win for South Carolina. They needed it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I did – I was watching that on my phone when it when it got down to the end. It was 28 to 28. <laughs> were I was, you pissed? I was pissed. I, I was, know you were. I wasn't pissed that we were just <laughs> still right there 28 to 28, but 
you know, and I, I watched us go down and we got close and then some stupid penalties and whatnot backed us up and, a, and a, you know, taking some more sacks and everything backed everybody up. But, you know, I got complete um, – <laughs> that's one thing I can say is I got complete confidence in our kicker. Mitch Jeter is a, a heck of a kicker, and um, that's my daughter's favorite player, by the way. She's like, Dad, he's so hot. But um, anyway. Yeah, said I saw, that about Sam Hartman, too. Look what happened to him. I know. 0-5 against Clemson. <laughs> Poor guy. But, yeah, I, I seen that, and then Stone Blanton, um, you know, and I, I don't even know if their quarterback should have been playing at that point because, I mean, he had already, what, hurt his shoulder like yeah. six times in the yeah. game. And I think this last Jacksonville time, State played their butts off. That, Jacksonville that was, that State was a is good a good game. team. I've tried to tell everybody Jacksonville State. You know they they this is their first year in in uh you know Division One or FBS as we say, and you know they they were known to be a a, a legitimate top dog in two A ball. So you know it's not like you know everybody knows the stories about Marshall and the the Appalachian states. You know so you know just because they're in one you know. Uh, FBS now yep. don't mean they're, you know, crappy teams. So all right, well we got uh, Georgia Tech this week. South Carolina has Vanderbilt. Is that right? Yes. And you got softball this week. Or are you coming over to watch t- yeah, football? I'm, <clears throat> I'm not going to be able to come this time. I'll be uh, I'll be late in, in Charlotte, so I've already got a hotel room booked. So I'll be in Charlotte until Sunday morning. All right. Well. Good luck to your teams this week, your high school teams and your college teams, and uh, we'll be back next week. Steve, thanks. It was fun. Yes, y'all have a good night.